Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Friday, August 14th. S&P futures are trading off about 16 to 17 points. That's about 50 basis points. Europe is very weak. Europe is down about 2% for the major indices. They're still up weak to date, um, but less than 1%. Europe price action is very anti-cyclical value. Um, so you have heavy selling in banks, energy, and then especially travel and leisure stocks. Um, there really is not any area in Europe that is dramatically outperforming. So it's pretty broad based as far as the selling is concerned. Asia generally traded well overnight, although there were a few pockets of underperformance. Um, so the tenor of news is certainly negative this morning. You had Chinese economic numbers that fell short of expectations, retail sales, industrial production, not by a huge margin. Um, but they did underperform expectations. Um, you know, the UK added France to this um, list of countries where travelers or anyone coming to the UK from those countries will be forced to quarantine. There had been chatter about this occurring in the media over the last several days, although it looked like France would not be placed on that list imminently. So the UK surprised markets by, um, you know, adding France to the list joining a, a host of other countries um, being subject to quarantine. So you had a huge rally in travel leisure stocks over the last several days, really going back into last week, both in the US and in Europe. This news is prompting some selling. Um, you know, again, I don't think people are really dramatically shifting their expectations around travel demand or the course of COVID. I think those names were extraordinarily oversold. Um, you know, they were, it was very easy to rally them. And so I think you're just seeing a lot of people who had traded into them for a, you know, a quick rally are, are, are taking profits now. So I would assume that you would see that price action translate over into the U.S. as well. And that also goes, it's not just travel leader stocks, but a lot of the aerospace names. So Rolls Royce, um, et cetera, the names that are, that are, that sell into airlines are also for sale. Um, just to stay on COVID, you, know, you have seen the statistics are, are troubling again. So in the U.S., remember, you had a huge spike in June, July. That trailed off a little bit towards the end of July into early August. That trailing off process has come to a, a halt for now. Um, and you're seeing the numbers start to creep higher again. Certain states, in California in particular, as far as major population areas, um, are seeing uh, higher transmission figures. And then in Europe, too, you've seen spikes in cases in a bunch of different countries. The numbers in Europe are far below where they are in the U.S., um, but you are seeing globally the numbers start to kind of creep higher again. You know, markets are not fixating on the daily or even weekly COVID numbers like they had been back in April and March. Even the June-July spike in the U.S. was handled very well by markets um, for a variety of reasons. I think, you know, there is still a lot of vaccine enthusiasm, um, and that's helping, I think, to insulate stocks from the fallout. And I think, too, you're seeing, and you've seen this throughout the, the Q2 earnings season, companies in general are being able, are coping relatively well with the pandemic. Obviously, you have names that are um, that are in the epicenter of it: travel, leisure, hospitality, restaurants, etc. But for the most part, companies are are adopting coping um, with the pandemic and are able to kind of survive post earnings, etc. So I think that is prov providing markets with some comfort. Um, you know, a lot of the areas that are really being decimated by the pandemic are not in the S and P five hundred. 
Um, and so that's just something else to keep in mind too. Um, but nevertheless, like I said, there, you are seeing troubling trends again in the statistics. And as I've been saying for months, and I don't think it matters necessarily right away, I do think you are going to see a vaccine approved by the end of the year. I do not think though, that it is going to be a binary light switch type of an event. Um, you know, I think that this will be an overhang. This will be a presence in the economy for years to come. Um, you know, like I said, I don't think that's necessarily of a media concern. Uh, so that's COVID. Um, and already China was the major economic numbers on the U.S. fiscal front. You know, again, I think markets had given up hope that you would see an imminent deal in on the fiscal front. That kind of was made official last night. The Senate um, went formally on recess. The Senate can call itself back you know, to the extent there was an agreement. So it's not really necessarily, um, it doesn't foreclose 100% the possibility of a deal in August, but it's looking very unlikely that you will see a bill get passed on into law over the next two weeks in August. Like I said, I think markets had kind of given up hope that that would occur. There is still the assumption that you will get a green, an agreement eventually, probably worth around a trillion and a half dollars. Um, that could get wrapped up into the overall budget talks that are coming up in September. There's, you know, October 1st is a big deadline where there needs to be some type of uh, action on the budget front, either a continuing resolution or some type of a grand compromise. Um, you know, so like I said, I, I, I do not think that you will see an agreement in the next two weeks, but markets assume you will get one eventually. Um, and like I said, about a trillion and a half dollars. You, you know, a variety of different media reports as far as what's really holding up the process, um, you know, state and local. Government funding seems to be a big area of concern. Democrats have allocated a trillion dollars for that. Um, Republicans are obviously at a much lower number. Um, nothing all that dramatic on the Fed. You still have a lot of enthusiasm ahead of that 916 meeting. You have Fed minutes that are coming out next Wednesday. And then you have Jackson Hole, obviously the 27th and 28th. That Fed anticipation is helping to insulate the market from a lot of these kind of other troubling areas um, that are out on the horizon. As far as earnings are concerned, it was very quiet. There's really not a whole lot. AMAT in the U.S. last night was positive. Um, they beat, they, they got it above the street. The tone on the call was bullish. So that's certainly encouraging for tech after you had not only the Cisco disappointment Wednesday night, but also you had Micron come out midday yesterday. They were speaking at a key bank hosted event and intimated that they would fall short of their revenue guidance for the quarter. Um, so you had kind of two negative developments in tech. AMAT last night, I don't think really, I don't think they're necessarily mutually exclusive. I think AMAT is certainly seeing positive trends. You heard from a lot of other semi-equipment companies that, um, you know, trends are relatively healthy and robust in that market. Um, but you are obviously seeing other areas of weakness in tech. So, and like I said, all those companies in general are kind of not necessarily in the momentum, quote unquote, tech um, category. So, um, you shouldn't really see much impact on your super cap tech stocks, which remain, I think, um, you know, areas of, of stability and shelter in this type of a market. So, and that just gets to this whole issue of kind of rotation, treasures, et cetera. Um, you know, not to go too much into it. I write a lot about it in the piece today, but you've, you know, treasuries have seen a lot of negative news in the last week. You had very strong growth numbers last week in the U.S., including you had another claims number that was strong yesterday. You had a lot of upside inflation figures in the U.S. as well. You had a very weak auction yesterday, the 30-year auction. Um, and so clearly you've seen treasuries come for sale. Yields have risen. Presumably or ostensibly that should spur a rotation in stocks into value cyclical. You know, you saw that phenomenon take place for two days, but you, for a few days, but you're not seeing real money participate 
um, in the move. You're really not seeing people sell out aggressively of tech, and you're not seeing people kind of take long-term positions in a lot of these cyclical value names. Like I said, the travel leisure stocks rallied for a few weeks. They rallied pretty dramatically too. So if you caught that that price action, the gains were were relatively large. But you're not seeing people, um, you know, are really making allocations and plan to be there for a long time. And I think you know that's the big difference. And it's going to take a lot more than what we've seen so far to, I think cause people to actually shift. Um, and, and you just, I don't think you've kind of met the parameters yet for that type of rotation. So, um, you know, the, the rotation is very, it's going to be very brief and minor. Um, you know, they'll, they'll occur every couple of days. They'll last for 72 hours maybe, and then they'll fade. And I think that's kind of going to be the case with this one too. Um, you got another poll out that had Biden up big nationally with Fox news, not really surprising. Um, you know, I definitely do think, and I, and I wrote about this earlier in the week, that the narrative around the November outcome is shifting. And I think the best case scenario for stocks would be Biden plus a GOP Senate, which would limit tax hikes um, versus the alternative where I think Trump, obviously you wouldn't raise taxes, but I think you'd have a lot of trade risks um, in a second term that would not be there with um, a Biden victory. Um, and so I don't, you know, I think, like I said, the market kind of assumption around the election is shifting, which is why you know, any in the polls that have Biden up by a big margin, um, not necessarily negative. I think the Senate is probably the more important um, race to watch as far as the outcome. For the session today in the U.S., retail sales at 8.30 will be watched closely. Um, you know, I personally do not think this is a great gauge of consumer spending. I'd, I'd much rather hear from the credit card companies as far as linearity, exiting the crisis and into July and August. Um, I think they provide a much better gauge of kind of what consumers are doing on the ground than this retail sales number, but it will be watched. Um, and it is, it is the forecasts are for a plateauing in retail sales, similar to what we've heard from the credit card companies. More important, I think, would be the Michigan confidence report at 10 a.m. Not the confidence numbers themselves, but within the Michigan report, they also have an, an, a gauge of inflation expectations. So you have a lot of inflation concern in the market after the, the PPI, CPI, and then import-export prices yesterday. So I think the inflation expectation component of the Michigan report today, probably going to be the more interesting economic figure for Friday. Otherwise, the calendar is very sparse. There's really nothing on it. Remember, China and the U.S. are going to hold a conference call tonight or, or Saturday morning um, to discuss the phase one agreement. They're very likely to reaffirm the phase one agreement, even though it's more a marketing campaign than anything. China is underperforming its purchasing targets. Um, but like I said, I do not think that either side wants to rupture that right now ahead of the election, especially on the US side. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.